Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Guests and Oilers Now receive certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie Taylor and Chef Altoff will take care of you at Roos Chris open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. Just before we head off to Elliot Friedman, a text has come in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line from Epstein's mother. Bob, what is going on with Dylan Holloway? Uh, well, this is a, a fairly, I mean, the fact of the matter is he injured his thumb. Uh, my guess is that Holloway will get signed by the Edmonton Oilers, probably shortly. Uh, and the key for Edmonton is not to burn a year in his ELC for it to start, for the clock to start next fall. And the, you know, 14th overall pick, usually those guys with bonuses come in at about uh, $1.4 million um, on the cap if you include the bonus structure in the deal. So I think this is going to get done. I think it'll get done shortly. Um, it's And again, the key for Edmonton is to make sure you don't burn a year this year. So take it for what it's worth. Doesn't mean I'm going to be right. But we'll have to wait and see what happens here. Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort Casino. And obviously with NHL Hockey and Rogers, he is our Oilers uh, now headliner brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. The former producer of the show, uh, Brendan Ulrich, uh, dropped off a uh, parcel courtesy of Trent and the folks at uh, Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Thank you very much. Well done. I got a lot of fans, obviously, in southwest Edmonton because Louis DeBrusque is going to get his as well, and it's right up Louis' alley. Elliot Friedman joins us right now. Elliot, how you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good, good. What's what's the latest? What's going on? What's happened? What's shaking? No more trade deadline oh stuff. I know, eh? By the way, just so you know, I'm taking next week off. Oh, okay. How yeah, dare you? So, yeah, I know. I'm doing a working vacation. I'm, I, I'm shutting off all my radio hits for the next week. Uh, where are you going to like Barbados and you're going to party? Yeah, I'm not uh, going with, anywhere. You're going to go party down in the Bahamas with Eugene Melnick, or what are you going to do? No, I, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, it's a working vacation. We got a lot of games to work next week on TV because the schedule's getting redone. So, all right, and, and that's know, a, we'll see. That, that's a starting point. So, first of all, do you know yeah. what time? Uh, what time does Edmonton play at five Edmonton time tomorrow, or eight Edmonton time tomorrow against Winnipeg? I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but I think you're playing early. Okay, there we go. So if I get fired because I just said that. You just radioed you yourself? To, you have to give me a job. No, I think it's the early game. I don't know, but I think it's the early game. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, now am I hearing right that as a result of this pushback for a couple days for Vancouver, we could have as many as 11 to 13 scheduling changes for the uh, John Shannon reporting the Leafs don't want to play in back-to-back nights to start their road trip against Vancouver because Vancouver well, you know what the, the least or the least concern is that yes, I mean the, the short answer is yes. There's going to be multiple changes here. I don't know what they all are, so I don't want to say the number or guess what they are. 
The problem is Toronto has a huge series next week with um, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yep. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Those are their three biggest games of the year. And they, they uh, from what I understand, they've said, like, we have to have a chance to play these as fairly as possible. So that's what I think the league is doing, is trying to figure out how that's all going to work. Uh, so as it's, have, has the league officially, the game against Toronto and, and Vancouver, for Saturday at, at, at 5 o'clock uh, Mountain Standard, 7 o'clock Eastern, that game has been postponed, right? Which game, sorry? The Saturday the, game? The Saturday game, Toronto and Vancouver. I know Edmonton well, I Vancouver. Don't, I don't think it's formally announced yet, but I okay. don't think that game is happening. Okay. And I don't so we, think so. Okay, so is it possible like, Bob, they might... Are you trying to get me, Bob, are you trying to get me no, fired here? I don't no, know what no, I'm allowed to say or not. No, 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 no. I mean, you'd have to take a significant <laughs> significant, significant haircut, but you'd just stand this, up. This is know. what I think. We know, we know, obviously, they know they're not playing tonight. Yes. I don't believe I don't believe that game is being played tomorrow, but I don't know for sure. Um, I I think Edmonton and Winnipeg is moving into the earlier time situation, which is five o'clock your time. But yeah. I don't know if that's been set yet. Um, I my guess is the Leafs and the Canucks play their first game Sunday, but I don't know what's happening after that. I don't know if it's Sunday Monday. I don't know if it's Sunday, Tuesday, and I don't know what's happening with Toronto's games against Winnipeg. And plus, also, you guys have uh, a tough schedule because of the games that got lost because of Montreal. They have to figure out what's going to happen with your game from tonight. Yeah, I could see three. I, you know, I'm here and could be as many as three changes with the Oilers total scheduling wise. Mm-hmm. And who knows? I, I mean, believe it. And it could be 11 to 13 changes overall. All right, Elliot. Um, it was fun working at Rogers. Like, I got to say that. Thanks, Bob, for getting me canned tonight. Yeah, don't worry about it. You'll be all right. We'll make sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put you on our payroll. We got all the money. No, sure. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah great. No, no problem. Not, not exactly. I can tell you, I can 100% guarantee you with 75% certainty that's not the case. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, look, uh, so trade uh, deadline stuff, you like that, eh? Yeah. Uh, I always, I, I, I like the perspective of, uh, you know, it, it, I always find it interesting, winners or losers, when you're assessing winners on the actual trade deadline day. Usually winners are the teams that are active that are good. So people will look to Toronto and say, well, they went and got Nick Foligno. They're a winner. You know, Boston went and didn't give up much to get Taylor Hall. We're, just just a, a couple things here. Uh, give me your assessment in terms of what the Maple Leafs did uh, and maybe how they've changed and altered what they have as opposed to a year ago at this time. I, I, I just think that, um, I, you know, I like what they did. They only took one player off their roster, who was Darabanov, who really was an extra guy now anyway. It just, uh, you know, that was that's a guy who I think has some real talent, who got, uh, who got his chances really ruined by the fact there were no exhibition games. Like I, I think a guy like that needed some exhibition games to get used to North America just to play, and instead there were no exhibition games. He got thrown right in. It just didn't work. I, I think he's a better player than what he showed. But you know he wasn't, you know he wasn't going to play. Uh, he's the only guy who went off the roster. You know I, I like the addition of Felino. Um, I thought Ben Hutton was a good depth defenseman. You know, I think very quietly a guy who's going to help them is going to be Riley Nash. Now, he won't play until the playoffs, but he's going to play. And one of the reasons the Maple Leafs got him was because, you know, they've played him in the postseason for Boston and Columbus. They know what he can do, and they, they wanted the player as much as they wanted the cap flexibility with his injury. So 
I, I like what they did. Um, you know, at the end at the end of the day, though, Bob, like Tampa, you look at all the great acquisitions they made, like Coleman and Goodrow. Their best players were their best players. Yeah, and that's what Toronto needs. They need their best players to be their best players, and you know those these playoffs in the Canadian Division, they're going to be tough. You know these are, you know these are going to be tight, tight playoffs, and their best have to be their best. And they got a tough matchup with Montreal. Like if Montreal's healthy, they are going to be. That is a, a you know. I know Carey Price has not played at the level that we've come to expect, but he's going to be rested, and he's Carey mm-hmm. Price. They get Sherratt back tonight. Their top four yeah. D is experienced and heavy, Elliot. And, yeah. and Tor- Toronto's got them down the middle. Like Toronto's better at center than uh, Montreal is, but the Canadians have got some support scores as well. So uh, it's going to be very intriguing. And, and Montreal's a much bigger team than they used to be. If anything, they're not quite as quick as they once were, but they're certainly a bigger, heavier team. I think that's going to be a tough matchup. Did uh, I agree? There, there was a lot of you know for Oilers fans. I'd say our market was fifty fifty. A lot of people said, "Yep, I yeah. understand the position." Ken Holland was in. He didn't have a lot of assets to give up at, uh, at the trade deadline. Subtle little pickup in terms of Kulikov. Whereas the other fifty percent are like, "Hey, you got to strike while the coals are, are hot here with McDavid and Drysaddle. You needed to go ahead and, and give up a first and and make a deal and make something happen to upgrade your team up front." Give me your assessment of Edmonton. Well, I think what you guys have decided is that your big moves are going to come this summer. Yep. That uh, you're going to. You're, that I think that uh, my my read on what Ken Holland has decided is that your big moves are going to come this summer. That's when he's going to do some things here. I think in goal and elsewhere, and you know, and, and kind of go from there. I think that's kind of what he wants to build as the team. Uh, for the next couple of years. I mean, a nurse can sign an extension too. It'll be interesting to see what kind of happens there. But that's what I do think. I, I think your major, you've decided that your major moves are going to be this summer. Darnell Nurse season. Yeah. Darnell Nurse is going to get paid. That's just established that he took oh, two yeah. bridge. He's going to get paid. He's going to get Shabbat money. And some might say he's. You think you know, so? You think eight times eight? Yeah, I do. Seven and a half times eight, eight times eight. Yes, I do. I mean, okay. That's okay. it. I mean, the, the difference between Shabbat and Nurse is Shabbat signed when he was younger. Yep. So that was the only thing that made me wonder about that. Uh, Shabbat signed right out of his ELC. You know, Nurse is a little older. I kind of wondered about Nur- that situation. Nur- we'll Nurse- see. Nurse has been a good team player. He took two oh, bridges. Oh, I'm not. I am not knocking Darnell Nurse. Like, believe me, I, I, I just the only reason I, w- I would say I'm surprised at that, Bob, is that um, you know Shabbat was what 22, 23 when he signed that yep. deal, and Nurse yep. is a little bit older. So that that's the only reason I raised my eyebrows at it. Put it this way: I have no issues with Darnell Nurse. I, I think he deserves to get paid and paid handsomely. And the other thing I think is very important to recognize here is that this is a guy who is an Oiler, cares about being an Oiler. It's important to him to be an Oiler. And uh, if if he leaves, it's going to be very hard for you to replace. Uh, the fact that this is a person who is very, uh, the identity of the organization is very important to him. He's, he's a 25 minute a game guy. 
He doesn't mm-hmm. even play on the first unit power play. He's tied for the NHL league in goals by defenseman, so he's grown in terms of the offensive ability. I know the analytics guys will say, oh, he got five lucky goals this year. The fact of the matter is he has played like a first-pairing defenseman. Nobody can doubt that, and the reality is there's going to be a price point. It's different. It's different than with Nugent Hopkins. You know, like there, there's buy beware right now in some of those guys that, you know, you look at the center, like look at Nashville right now. They got Matt Duchesne at eight million. They got Ryan Johansson at eight million. They couldn't wait. They they couldn't have either player claimed on waivers right now in the NHL if they put them on waivers. No, don't, I agree with that. Right, and so that's why the price point's significantly different on Nugent Hopkins. But I'm a hundred percent with you. The, the Oilers are going to have an off season. You know, Ken Holland's hoping to have an off season that Mark Bergevin had this past season, where he obviously improved the Canadian squad. Um, there's some interesting things out there. New York Islanders, Boston on Taylor Hall. And I'm wondering whether or not uh, you heard anything to the effect that basically the same package that the the Islanders shipped off to New Jersey for Palmieri was in place for Hall. Did you ever hear anything along yes, that line? I, I think that's true. I think that's true. I think I think the Islanders made a choice, uh, Paul yep. Marrier Hall. And, you know, I think the fact that Zajac was involved too um, tipped the scales a little bit. Uh, Zajac is a guy that Lou Lamarillo knows. He tried to trade for him last year. Zajac blocked it, and now this year he went. So I do think that's a factor. I, I think the uh, you know, I do think there was a time last Wednesday where Hall thought he was going to be an Islander. So I think he was probably surprised and a bit disappointed it didn't happen. But I think at the end, and, and I think actually Vegas at the end was the other really aggressive pursuer yeah. for Hall. But, you know, as he said, he wanted to be a Bruin, and and that's why he is where he is. And I think he would like to be there in the future. We'll see where it goes. Uh, Farhan Lalji from TSN is reporting sounds like Sunday, Tuesday for Canucks and the Leafs and the league has just announced that the Colorado Avalanche have had three games postponed uh, you yeah. just re- you just retweeted this yourself Elliot, that's how I saw it mm-hmm. uh, so they're going to get uh, started again uh, next week, uh, targeting an April 21st. And I, th- and I think also today the other news, I'm, I'm, I think Adam Lauer is getting a contract extension in Winnipeg yeah, well, and that's uh, that's going to take a, a lot. You know, I think Edmonton spends on a second pairing, uh, second pairing left shot D if Clefbaum cannot return, and a second left winger. I don't see Edmonton spending on a third line center because there aren't many good third line centers out there. Lowry might have been the he's best. He's one of them. Yeah, yeah, he's one of them. So, any predictions? Does he get close to Pajot money? I know what what I think it's going to be is I don't know the exact numbers, but I think it's around Lawton's deal, maybe a bit above. Lawton was five times three, so I think he might go a little bit higher. But I think that's kind of what they're looking at here. It's going to be interesting, just with Edmonton's two unrestricted free agents on defense. Elliot uh, Tyson Berry, uh, who moved to CAA, so Pat Brisson's going to head that up with Blaine Pettinger, and then mm-hmm. JP Berry has Adam Larson. So those are two guys yeah. to keep it with the same firm uh, in terms of the mm-hmm. owners negotiating there. Did you hear anything on how close was Dallas to trading Jamie Alexiak? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how, I'll tell you this. I, I think there were teams that were in it. Um, I don't know that it ever got close. Uh, like, uh, that's one of the things I was kind of watching Monday. I heard that there were teams called, the stars set a really high bar, and nobody could meet it. 
Like, and when they didn't trade him, I had some guys telling me that they think that means he's staying. Now, he's a UFA, and, and I'm not talking about staying this season, like that's obvious, but staying past this season. Now, Dallas has some expansion draft issues, so I wonder, maybe we'll see. Maybe it's, we'll see if anything gets closed or they wait. But I know the feeling around the league was after they didn't trade him, then the stars who really do like him, there's, the feeling seems to be that he's going to end up staying there. So they, uh, they're going to go 7-3-1, and one, and it obviously protect Heiskanen as well as Klingberg. Klingberg, Lindell. And- and Whatever Lindell. they want to do there. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that'll be an interesting one. Uh, did you hear any scuttlebutt on any trade that didn't go down that was close to happening that you can report on the air that won't get you fired by NHL Hockey and Rogers? No, I, I don't think that would get me fired. Um, you know, I think there was some Connor Garland talk uh, yep. here and there. I think, you know, I, I think that there were some talks between – uh, Arizona and Toronto on him. I, I don't know if it ever was close. Um, you know, I, I think that, like you mentioned, Alexiak, I think there were some teams that took some uh, runs at, at him. Uh, the Hall-Vegas one would be another one that I think was uh, definitely on the radar that didn't happen. Um, I'm trying to think what I wrote this week, some of the other stuff I wrote this week. I think Winnipeg asked about Gavrikov from Columbus, but that wasn't that obviously didn't occur. Okay. Um, you know, All right. I, think Montreal ta- I think Montreal talked to St. Louis about Hoffman, but that also didn't occur. Uh, Montreal's liked Hoffman for a little bit of time. Um, I think those would be some of the conversations that, that happened, but uh, that didn't go down. I could see the Canadians signing Hoffman in the offseason, letting uh, Tomash Tatar go. And uh, all I'm going to say to Oilers fans is remember that name. Uh, so uh, just to wrap up here, uh, Elliot, uh, just circling back to Taylor Hall. Um, mm-hmm. With Boston, uh, they've got some depth now on the wing there, and Hall's obviously expressed uh, an interest. Uh, their left wings right now are Brad Marchand, Taylor Hall, Richie, who provides a physical impetus, as well as Jake DeBrusque, who can play the right side, but is a primarily yeah. left wing. If Hall re-signs, you think something shakes out in Boston? Uh, I think that, you know, I, I do. I, I just think that Boston's starting to look at you know, what their post that core future looks like. Like Chara's obviously gone and, you know, Krejci's up after this year. You know, Marchand's obviously, he's a little bit younger. Uh, Bergeron is up after next year. I just think they're starting to look at what does our next group of core players look like. And they had interest in Hall last summer. They wanted to sign him, and they they told him they had to move people out before they could do anything, and he didn't want to wait. But, I, you know, I, I could see them saying, like, if he plays well and he fits in there, you know, Hall could be a part of their post this group future. Yeah, crazy times. Elliot, uh, we uh, will miss you next week. Well-deserved break. Fans love having you on the show. Thanks for joining us here in Oilers now. All right, Bob. Thanks for uh, thanks for getting me. Uh, I'll, 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 
I'll, t- I'll send you my resume. Thanks for putting my unemployment status at risk here. Don't, don't worry, man. You didn't radio yourself. It's all good. <laughs> Take care, Bob. Take well. care. That's Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort in Casino. Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. We'll get to a couple texts and then get to uh, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. The uh, Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers when we return on Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Anita has texted us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Anita says, I'm not going to mince words here. Elliot says that the Leafs want to be able to play Winnipeg on the most even playing field. Did anybody think of that when the Oilers had to play their back-to-backs and travel out east as many times as they have? This is total BS. Again, preferential treatment for the Leafs. So sick of it uh, from uh, uh, Anita. Well, I, you know, hey, everybody's got to be a little bit flexible here. It's interesting uh, that you observe that. I would suggest that you might have some other listeners that would agree with you as well. To NHL today for elite promotional marketing, Edmonton owned and operated company branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in house. Shop local at elitepromomarketing.com. Here's Brandon Escott. Okay, well, we had five games scheduled to start the day. That's down to four now. Your North Division action sees Calgary visiting Montreal, who did call up Cole Caulfield from the American Hockey League this morning and assigned him right to the taxi squad. Now, the schedule changes as a result of Colorado having to cancel morning skate after a positive COVID test today. This is the second time this week that they've had this same scenario unfold. Uh, the first time, no game postponements, but this is the second time that a person has been in isolation while everybody else has produced negative tests. Leafs forward uh, Zach Hyman fined $5,000 for high-sticking Neil Pionk last night. Bakersfield uh, begins two games in as many nights tonight against Ontario on the road. They play San Diego at home tomorrow. And the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, you mentioned, Bob, off the top of the show, they beat up on Lethbridge 4-0 on the road last night to move to 13-1 and on the year. Sebastian Cosa, uh, stellar again. So they'll take tonight off and then play a home-and-home basically on Saturday and Sunday starting at the D. CA tomorrow. We're going to go to the Oilers now. Injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal at the Oilers score, James H. Brown will donate $100 to 630 Chad Sanders Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins will not make the Oilers trip to Winnipeg later today. He is not available this weekend. That is all so far timeline lies. We will tell you that the Edmonton Oilers Slater Cuckoo, it was an OPT today, an optional practice. He did skate uh, with the team. We do not have 100% set in stone what the Oilers lineup is going to look like tomorrow. Elsewhere around the NHL, Brendan, go for it. Yeah, Winnipeg without Captain Blake Wheeler and definitely he's got uh, an upper body injury as well. Nathan Bolio, of course, has been done for the year for a few weeks now following shoulder surgery. You mentioned Ben Sherratt poised to return from a broken thumb tonight against Calgary. He's been out since March 10th. Carey Price will not return tonight but could take the second half of their back-to-back tomorrow night against Ottawa. All right, 12.58 now. Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Second hour of the show, Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta and the uh, general manager of the Bakersfield Condors Oilers assistant GM, Keith Gretzky. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.